0: Welcome everybody to Broadcast Team Alpha, where we bring you cutting-edge conversation while exploring the quantum possibilities and we are so going to do it again tonight i'm so excited about our guest augie's going to tell you about ella in just a minute but as always i want to thank you guys i see the conversation starting in the chat room there's always good stuff that happens in there thank you for supporting us thank you for the super chats thank you for the love and i also want to invite you to join us on sunday at 2 p.m at the Mastermind Connection, it's where we get together and do a big quantum manifestation process for all of the beautiful and benevolent things that we want to see in the world, in the universe. So at 2 o'clock on Sunday, we get together and we agree upon what we're going to manifest. Oftentimes, it's personal for family friends and pets, for healing, for the world, for weather patterns, and some pretty amazing things have been happening for a couple of years now. So to join us, all you have to do is send an email to The Mastermind Connection, all one word, at gmail.com, and Augie will send you the link, and you just come hang out with us and see if it's something you'd like to put on your calendar every Sunday. Augie, please tell us about our guest, Ella.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. We have Ella LeBain with us. And uh, I'm going to tell you a few things about her. But first of all, I want to give you her web address. So for those of you that like to surf the Internet while you're listening, here it is. It is so appropriate because Mm -hmm. her website is who's who in the cosmic zoo.com? how much more appropriate can you get these days than that that is wonderful now Ella is an extraterrestrial experiencer a UFO researcher and an author with five books and these books are Who's Who in the Cosmic Zoo again uh, A Guide to ETs Aliens gods, angels, and exoplanets. Now, she's also from New York, which I found out that both Nora and her, hey, they got something in common. And uh, that uh, she is um, also had her education in Israel. She got a social science degree from the uh, Biological Research Center in Negev. I think I pronounced that right. Hopefully, if not, then forgive me. And that was a school in biblical Hebrew. That could bring out some interesting things. And then she got a um, degree in astronomy. And uh, she uh, also lived in South Africa under apartheid as a counselor. And that could have been very interesting. She uh, realized after her close encounters with the extraterrestrial and the interdimensional beings that she needed to research and know more, and especially about the universe we are living in. And uh, she's going to be here in Tucson in March, speaking at MUFON. So chances are I'll get to meet her. Maybe there's a cup of coffee with her name on it. So, uh welcome to the show, Ella. Welcome, Thank Ella. You.
2: Thank you so much, Nori and Aggie. It's so nice to be here.
0: Oh, it's so exciting to have you here and I, I just love the I love the play on words that you use and I think that clues us into your personality, which is so lovely and um I just love to ask people How did this all come about for you? I mean, this isn't the normal nine to five, you know, 2.5 kids, white picket fence kind of lifestyle. So how did this begin for you?
2: Well, yeah, great question. Well, it started off with, you know, being an experiencer and I just wanted to figure out what was happening to me and Mm -hmm. sent me down. Lots of different rabbit holes, and then you know I had several different types of experiences. It wasn't just one. Um, so just just in a nutshell, I, I was abducted out of my crib from the age of two. I had impl- I had implants. I there was blood on the sheets. There was all kinds of stuff that basically uh, was indicative of of alien abduction. And then when I got then I lost my mother. When I was six years old, so I became orphaned. I, my father was alive, but then he he remarried um, this Jewish divorcee, and I ended up with the stepsister. So i will like I'm real life Cinderella, mm. and um, mm. my my history, my testimony, and my personal story is coming out in a book called Cinderella's Shadow. Okay, mm. so. And, and that's my story because all this was to me, shadow pieces, stuff that I yeah. had to, uh, heal, overcome. And, um, you know, a lot of it is just, uh, curses, generational curses, family curses, mm-hmm. curses that are connected to the earth, connected to families, connected to religions. Yes. And, um, I was, my father was a Orthodox Jew. And my mother was an Italian Catholic. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of Mishugas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, both, both uh-huh. religions were just as bad as each other, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, I had to find the truth. Um, and I believe that I wasn't alone in that search. And, and, and so... It wasn't until I graduated from um, Sadebo Kerr in Israel, and it was July of 1979, that I saw this being three o'clock in the afternoon, broad daylight, 95, desert heat, come out of the sun and stand in front of wow. me and say, I am the Messiah, follow me. So I I, I was like, my jaw dropped i i I was gobsmacked i don't know how to explain it and i like so i did and then i started researching him and trying to figure out what happened why this why that and i got a hold of i was fascinated with um uh, end time prophecies even then Mm. 18 because part of my curriculum was that i couldn't pass i couldn't graduate without uh the the, the uh, tanakh which is the the old testament the bible you know because you know a lot of people when you say the bible everybody goes ooh you know it's like a trigger and they think it's all about religion but it's it to 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 in israel and to jews it's history okay yes. so so you know suffice to say the bible is a is a multi-layered uh record of our past it's, it's a historical record. Um, it contains, you know, like Christians will say, oh, the Bible is the word of God from, from Genesis to Revelation. The Bible contains the word of God. It also contains the words of evil kings and queens and Satan and other gods and other beings. OK, so it's it's a historical record of uh, extraterrestrial interventions, extraterrestrial contact and policies, laws that were made and, 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 and consequences and stories that, that came out of all of that. So, like, for instance, you know, in my, uh, second book, Who is God? I have this story and it's very controversial and I know it presses people's buttons and creates cognitive dissonance, but. <laughs> You know, uh th- through my education of Hebrew, which was linguistics. OK, so, I, I, you know, reading and writing was my thing. Speaking, not so much because everyone in Israel wanted to talk, wanted to practice their English on me. And I ended up being married to an Israeli, too. And they all want to practice their English. So I didn't really get to have that those deep conversations in Hebrew. So my focus was on the biblical narrative. Because that's why I was tested and all this. So when I looked at all these things, I was like, wait a second. What it says in the English and what it says in the Hebrew are not the same thing. Okay. In fact, the English Bible, for anyone who's an English speaker, and they read the Bible, and they've never heard of anything, and they just go in and start reading book from book to book, story to story, you walk away and you think, it's all one God. Okay. It's not it's a whole cast of characters okay? okay and 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 the english translations have covered that up okay mm-hmm. with title so so when you when you read the english you only see two words lord and god yes okay which are titles god is a title god is not a name god is a name which was a which was an ancient pagan god of Of, you know, they, they uh, you know, they worshipped him for good fortune. His name was God. And that's where we get the like, oh, my God, you know, people do that. (laughs) That's like an ancient pagan thing. But G.O.D. is a title. L.O.R.D. are titles. There's many lords. There's many gods. So so how do you discern who's who? So I went in and I started seeing names and realized. And first of all, Hebrew is a very specific language. So it's a language of physics. Each letter, 22 letters, this is where we get the word alphabet from in English because it comes from Hebrew. The first two letters are alpha and bet. Mm-hmm. So we, there's 22 letters and each of those letters are considered um, cosmic letters and they represent the shape of the 22 major constellations. Wow. Okay. So it's a it's it's a cosmic language. It's an extraterrestrial language. OK, so the God of Israel. Is is named 7000 times, literally. OK, I'm not even exaggerating. That is how many times his name is mentioned in the Old Testament. And it's completely covered up with the word Lord. Or or God, mainly Lord. OK, when you see his name, it's Lord. So I go into this whole history of why they did that. First of all, it yes. started with the Masoretic Jews who were being mm-hmm. held captive in Babylon for 70 years. It's that history. So the you know the Sumerian was turned into Aramaic and then the Aramaic turned into Hebrew. So the Old Testament was originally written in Aramaic, which is kind of like ancient Hebrew. And the only yeah. major difference is, is that it doesn't have the vowels okay mm-hmm. so the the dots and the dashes and the little little you know marks that tell you how something is pronounced so when when the masoretic Jews were in babylon they 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 rewrote the old testament okay the the torah there wasn't a new testament then anyway but they rewrote it in with the vowels and they did it for several reasons but one reason Okay, that I uncovered through the history was to protect the name of the God of Israel, so that the Gentiles wouldn't um, use His name in vain. invoke His name, and this is all about this name. I mean, the stuff about His name is just—it's—it's—it's amazing. Okay, so so I'm like, okay, fine. So here's what they did: they took the word. Adonai, which means Lord, and the word Elohim, which means gods, plural with an S. And they took the vowels and they transposed it over the name of the God of Israel, which is what people call the tetragrammaton, the u Uhei, which is pronounced Yahu-Ah. Okay. So, La, oh, you know, the Germans call it Yahweh. That's not Hebrew. Uh, you know, later on, the Catholic Church, Called it Jehovah. Again, not Hebrew. There's no J in the Hebrew language. No J, no J sound whatsoever. Okay? The letter J was inserted into the English language in the 1700s. We didn't even have that. The first Mm -hmm. King James Bible of 1611, when it was first published, didn't even have the name Jesus in it. It was Iesus, which was the Greek and the Latin form. So they basically switched out the I and created a J. So G, the the name Jesus didn't exist until the 1700s. So yep. so the being that we call Jesus in in Hebrew, who was called Yeshua, which comes from Yahuwah. So in Hebrew, that literally means Yahuwah is our salvation, because Yeshua is is the name of the Father is in the Son, and I prove this through the letters in my second book, and you can see it, and it's like the pictographs. So like this, the full name is Yahushua, which is all seven letters. But Hebrew is famous for being uh poetic and truncating, you know, like shortening things. So that's mm-hmm. where it got shortened to Yeshua. Suffice mm-hmm. to say, it's all part of the same thing. And, you know, just like you and I, we all have nicknames that we're known by. Right. Yeah. Affectionate yes. names, poetic Absolutely. names. You know, mm-hmm. and and that is included as well. So when I saw all that, I thought, whoa, you know. So this is this is more than what I was raised to believe. You know, this <laughs> is this is there's something else going on. And when I saw him, and I was like, whoa, you the Messiah? And and I, what cool. did I, you know, I I didn't. I I was just completely. So that's what started me down this whole, wow. you know, set of rabbit holes. Wow.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing.
0: That was 1979,
2: so many years have gone by since then.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. So with everything that you have studied and with all of the information you have so generously shared in your books, what the heck is going on right now, Ella? What is going on and what are the important things that we need to know about what's going on right now?
2: Yeah, all great questions, Nora Well, we are at the end of what the Sumerians uh, called the processional age. Now, the Sumerians uh, were the ones who established the, pre- the uh, procession of the equinoxes, as they're called. Right. 26,000 years. So basically, all of the 1213 now, we have 13 major zodiac signs because they... They sort of squashed Ophiuchus in between <laughs> Sagittarius and Capricorn. But so, so, so 13 times two, 2000, it's 26, right? So there's 26,000 years for a full cycle, which, you know, the Hindus, they call that the Kali Yuga. So we're at the end of this. We're at the end of like multiple, um, Cycles at once. So it's almost like mm. if you can visualize a clock and how you have different, you know uh, Wheels and they all seem to be lining up together at the same time So mm. so just to break it down. So the procession of the of this age the age of Pisces has to do with uh, our the way they measured it had to do with the Sun. So everything is about the Sun okay, and When the sun rises in the vernal equinox, first day of spring, in the stars of Aquarius, that's when we shift ages. Okay, so um, we so that so just like we're going forward, like right now we're speaking, you know, it's. uh, we're in we're in uh, 26 degrees of Capricorn today. So in four right. more in in four more days we're going to shift into Aquarius, right? We go Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Air. Right. Er- we go forward, right? And how we measure our time because of, of the of the of the orbit of the Earth. However, the precession, the equinox, the precession of the equinox goes backwards, okay? Because it's all based on this invisible circle that they call the equatorial plane and it's how everything is viewed so even like in the sidereal uh you know like there's sidereal and tropical so tropical is like we're on the earth we're measuring things from how we perceive it because we are look we are looking at the sky from the earth the sidereal which is basically vedic they've been using that for mm, millennia so they measure everything from the position of the sun, but we don't live on the sun. Okay. We live on the earth. So, but the procession of the equinoxes goes based on the sun. Okay. So I, I hope that makes sense. So right now where the sun is when we are going to celebrate and move through our uh, vernal spring equinox is about five degree. It's five degrees of Pisces. So we count down five, four, three, two, one, zero. So, so there's 30 degrees for each sector of the sky. Okay. Each, like it's a month, but it doesn't, we don't count one to 30. We count zero to 29 because zero is, is a point. So the zero point is the official astronomical end of this age. Okay. And then from zero, it goes to 29 Aquarius, which is the official beginning of the processional age of Aquarius. So even though we're all, we've been singing about it since the sixties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <right? Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> and that's, and that's a wonderful thing. But here's how I explain that. It's like the hour before sunrise every day. So there's always like an hour uh, of dawn. Right. If you look out the window an hour before the sun is supposed to come up, you'll start to see a little light and you can watch it change. Right. You watch the colors and all of a sudden it becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. But it's not really sunrise until the sun comes up over that horizon. Right. Mm-hmm. So for an hour you've got dawn. So so that's that's relative to where we're at. In terms of processional ages, because that dawn hour can, can be related to, to 50 to 100 years on the procession. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. So so that's
2: where we're at. We, we are approximately 50 to 100 years away from that. Okay. Now, is it a perfect science? Absolutely not. Because we have a heavy visitor. Okay, that mm-hmm. that causes our planet to shift and change, and 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 gets and it can get knocked. Our 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 Earth it has a natural wobble to it. Okay, yeah. so it's it's always wobbling, and that is how you know our day is cut up into twenty four hours. But it's actually shortening. Okay, so every time the Earth gets knocked off its axis through these really strong earthquakes, eights and nines, and we're expecting tens coming as well, and volcanic eruptions, the earth shifts, the, well, it, it gets knocked. And the axis, yeah. it, it, it actually shortens our day. So like, for instance, what happened in 2004, uh, if, you, if you, you remember the uh, tsunami, the Boxing Day tsunami, Well, that was caused by a by a a nine. That was that was a very intense earthquake. And it actually shaved like 25, 20, 25 seconds off of our day. So here's where we're at. okay? so here we are in 2024 and we have to catch up a whole day by adding a day to our calendar and our calendar, which is. Has it's the it's the Roman Gregorian calendar, which has Mm -hmm. absolutely no astronomical relevance whatsoever. Okay, so let me let me connect a dot for you and and everyone. So in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the book of Daniel, it talks about an Antichrist. Okay, someone who goes against who rebel who's in rebellion against the the Almighty God the God who created the heavens and the earth. Now there's gods who created humans and gods who were messing with hybrids and mixing and matching and doing Nephilim and all that kind of stuff. This is not that God. This is the one who's in charge of the universe, the God of the universe, the king of the universe that, that Jews pray to, like every single right. prayer begins with the same sentence. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. So I'm like, who is this king? I want to know who he is. I want to know the king. Okay. Because I'm like a spiritual Karen, right? So I I don't want (laughs) to go in between intermediaries because they mess up the message, right? It's like telephone. I want to go straight to the source. I want to talk to the most high. So that was, that was my, my, it's been my journey to find out who that being is. And, um, yeah, it's it's yeah. been a bit of you know, it's very I understand the controversy, I understand the cognitive from both sides, you know. Um being raised yeah, Jewish, going to Israel yeah. and all that stuff. I, I was yeah. rejected from my Jewish families because I saw Yeshua who is Jesus. So wow. and and I, I don't believe in him because anyone told me about it or or witness to me or gave me gospel tracts or anything like that. I am a believer because I have seen him wow. six times in my life. And one, really? yes. And one of them was a near death experience, February 7th of 2010. Wow. So I, mm. I, I can't like forget my experiences. I can't forget what I was nice. told. And that's why I do this research because I, I kind of, piece it together and 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 i can look at it from both sides because the jews i mean we can get into what's going on in israel and what's the prophecy about because the jews rejected him for the most part okay now i'm not the only messianic jew on the planet thank god okay right and and that's all part of the end time prophecy is is the jews are supposed to return to the lord Okay, but 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 they've been heavily punished, okay, Mm -hmm. persecuted for millennia because they rejected their their Messiah, because they expected him to come on a white horse and put down the Romans and scoop him up and take him off and be the king. Well, that that just because that didn't happen 2000 years ago doesn't mean it's not going to happen at the end of this age, because that's exactly what the prophecy is written both in the Old and the New Testament. So when I started looking at the New Testament and saying, wait a second, this is like a right and a left leg. It matches. It walks Mm -hmm. together. You can't have one without the other. Well, that's Mm -hmm. when I lost my Jewish family and all my Jewish friends and my Jewish husband and all of that. They didn't want anything to do with me because Jews don't believe in Jesus. But he kept showing up to me. He kept wow. he kept appearing. He kept, you know, and, and it was like, how could I deny that? You and can't. then I also was seeing the, the the other beings, you know, the grays and these little green, these little uh, blue, green troll type men. And 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 then when I married my husband, my husband now had been married for 33 years. Um, He's a Brit. He, he He's from England. So mm-hmm. that's when I started seeing the human ETs because they were connected to him, which we call the Nordics or the mm-hmm. blondes. But they're not all blonde. There's yeah. Some of them are brown hair. They look just like yeah over there. <laughs> no, they have that same brown hair. They're not all blonde. So well. to call them all blondes is a little misnomer, but they're human. They wear these like very tight spacesuits, you know, yes. mainly you. that's what I've seen. They've shown up. Uh, they showed up right When I started uh, dating my, um, my now husband from, from England. So I realized they were connected to him. And that's kind of like what started me on this ETs, aliens or angels things. You know, I was teaching classes in Florida for like, uh, oh, five, six years in the nineties. And then I took those and turned them into the first book I mean the first book kind of got shelved for a while because I, I had a baby and you know who could write a book with a baby so <laughs> then then as soon as she got a little you know more um independent I took it off the shelf and and then I started writing it again so when I was right when I started getting it ready for publication um 2008, 2009, I was going through all this drama. Okay. With, uh, long story short, with these neighbors, and I was having all this trauma and I wasn't sleeping. And, uh, so, so long story short, February 7th of 2010, I, I ended up in the hospital with a heart attack. Um, wow. I, it wasn't my heart. It was the, it was the adrenal exhaustion because, wow. I wasn't sleeping, so too much, you know, cortisol was going through my blood, and that caused the heart to go to like 185 and then blacked out. So so that actually changed everything for me, okay? Because what I saw, what I heard, what I was told is – has ended up now in this book series. So, so I, I was, first of all, I, I saw my parents, I saw my mother and my father, and they're both deceased. And I thought, oh my God, I must be dead because I haven't, se- I haven't seen them together ever, not even in a dream. Okay. Right. And then, and then someone took my hand. Okay. And lift and, and it was, it was Yeshua. Okay. I mean, I, I, I you know, un- undeniable. And it was just yeah. him and I on this Emerald green field with this bluebird sky. That's it. No one was around. It was just him and I. And I, I believe, looking back on that, that it was like some in-between, you know, dimension between here and yes. there. Obviously, I wasn't ready to completely yes. pass over. And and he told me, "You're going to be okay. I'm going to help you. Da, 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 da. I want you to going to make changes here. Going to make changes there. And I want you to rewrite your book with me in it." Because even though I had these experiences with him along the years, I got really disenchanted from the churches. I I was, I was like, you know, I I was victim of of anti-Semitism. It's like, what? what, Yeah, they didn't accept me in the churches. The Jews didn't accept me because I believed in Jesus. The churches didn't accept me because I was Jewish. So where do where do I go? So I became an astrologer. Okay, and I, I had a great time i have 25 years doing astrology i had a great time i met thats how i met my husband on a cruise ship Uh, okay and and Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. and but but that will change with the near-death experience and here's why this is this is this is what i have to tell you so he told me a lot of stuff all of it is been processed and published in these books i have one more book left to complete the series which i hope to get out this year, okay, but that was the first book I started with, and I shelved it, so it's kind of like that saying, the last shall be first, and the first shall be last, you know that, okay, I think mm-hmm. Jesus said that, it's in the Bible, anyway, yes. that was my astrology, astronomy book, because when I went to astronomy classes, okay, at the Hayden Planetarium in New York City, that's where oh, I got wow. my just a, a basic, it was just a, a, a level one astronomy degree, I met this astrologer. Who was she? Was like the astrologer to the stars. Like she was doing all this. She was sitting next to me. Well, we became fast friends. She's passed over now. Her name was Debbie Kempton Smith. She wrote the book *Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook*. She she was so funny. She was just such a great person. Okay, I learned so much from her. So one thing led to another, and and I started. She mentored me, and 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 she gave me, you know, uh, a gig. To, to do uh, at the Princeton University in New York and 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 it was like a wow. sinker swim. and it was like well either you can do readings for these uh, college kids or not and i swam so that was the beginning of my astrology career and and i've always been sort of like scientifically based not mm-hmm. not not the woo woo stuff not the you know oh it's psychic no it was all based on calculations and charts and this and that but without getting too into the rabbit hole there i have this near-death experience and i don't do astrology anymore because of that and here's why because they're missing pieces okay they're missing planets they're missing Mm. planets so 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 yeshua told me not only to rewrite my books with him in it but that he was returning and his return to Earth was going to coincide with the return, with the passing, with the flyby of Nibiru. Okay, he, that doesn't mean he comes from Nibiru. He, it's goal gonna, it's 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 gonna co coalesce together. Okay, mm. remember I was telling you about all these wheels within wheels all happening at the yes. same time, and that's yes. the big shift. That's the click on the dial, multiple dials. And and it's all about this. So then I started and I I met Sakurai Sitchin in 1995. I was able to sit down and interview him at that time. I thought I was going to do interviews. Wow. And I do have, I still have it. I published it. It's in my fifth book. And I learned all this stuff from him. Okay. And if mm-hmm. it wasn't him, we wouldn't be calling it Nibiru. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he pulled that out of, The translations. I realize how controversial he is. He was a wonderful man, so kind, so humble, so brilliant. Okay. He knew five languages uh, fluently and he wrote 12 books. So, um, you know, he passed in 2010 and he was threatened. This is in my book about what happened to him. He, he was threatened by the powers that be. And I want to yeah. tell you about this because this is about the cover up. Yes. Not yes. to tell anyone in his lectures when, don't give dates about when Nibiru was going to pass. So he, his whole career seemed to have, um, you know, culminated in this meeting with the chief astronomer, Robert S. Harrington, um, who, who was the uh, chief astronomer of NASA. Okay, when his office was in Washington, and they're all about the the space tech. So everything that they were doing was all based on the tech. They were, you know, tracking this and tracking that. And so so he agreed to have a meeting. And so Sitchin and him compared notes. So Sitchin is coming from the past and the calculations that he extracted out of the Sumerian uh, material. And Harrington is coming from the present with all the space tech and they literally collaborated. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they were so close. They agreed on almost everything except for like one little discrepancy between Virgo and Libra, because they all agreed that this, this head, we call it the heavy visitor is going to come in from the Southwest up over the equator. And that's how it enters into it. Now. So in 1983, nasa sent iris out to the edge of the solar system okay which was this imaging uh radiographic you know this was this this probe and it came back with a photograph of nibiru okay which is this gigantic planet that has wings Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. like the ancients depicted on the Mm -hmm. walls of of the ancient temples, the Egyptian temples, the in Persia, the Zoroastrian, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. Iraq, Mesopotamia. Red, the big red disc with the wings. Why mm-hmm. was it always depicted with wings? It's not real wings. They're comet tails. Okay, ah. they come. It's it's, it's it's so the planet itself is gold in the core. It's like golden, but it's it's surrounded by red iron oxide which is why it appears red and then i started like okay wow oh where is it so i started looking things up it's in the it's in the torah it's in the zohar and it's called the red messianic star because when it appears in the heavens and people start seeing it that's how they know that's a harbinger that the messiah is coming that's why they called it the red messianic star but the greeks they called it hercobalus the chinese they called it the the red dragon because that's what it looked like to them because it has yes. these tails yes. and these t- and then in in the 1940s a very important uh, astronomer made uh, uh, Carlos Munez Ferrada he was so yes. accurate in all of his predictions about it he called it Hercobalus, but he also called it the comet planet i mean he took yes. the greek name but he but he made his own nickname for it and he called it the comet planet So it is, it it is a real planet, but it acts like a comet. However, it's a little opposite to what we have been trained to believe about comets. So how comets go in with the head and the tail, the tail follows. This, the tail, the tails come first, like a procession, like a parade, like the parade comes first and then comes the heavy visitor. Mm -hmm. So so I did all this research. I found out, whoa, you know, this is something that's just like, you know, this could this could be the reason why the end time prophecies like Joel 231, for instance, and and the sixth seal in the book of Revelation has to do with both of them say that the sun is going to go dark and the moon is going to go red. Are we doing for time? Okay, good um and the moon is going to go red and you know christians got really lost in all that with the with these blood moons and and it's like oh god that's another reason why i sort of pulled away from all of them because they just go a little nuts because they're not looking at stuff and they oh it's like oh it's a blood moon oh it's a jewish holiday oh the rapture is going to happen and it's like no that's why i don't make dates because they've been doing that for so long they've been causing people to, to just turn off they just tune them yes. out because every time they make a prediction it doesn't come true i'm right. not that person okay that's why i don't make dates because the time itself is changing okay mm-hmm. so so even though we're on this you know calendar that doesn't mean that it's going to stay the same mm-hmm. so so even the book of revelation how that was written First of all, that was written separate from the rest of the Bible. It was added to the Bible. Okay. And, and at the very end of it, it says, Oh, if you take anything out of this book or change anything, you know, it's like a curse. They added it to the Bible canon when they edited everything, but that was written separately and it was written out of order for a reason for a very good reason was to fool the god of this world in in terms of the plans of of the lord and his return yeah. so he he gave it to john and it was outside of time so we Andy and i we talked about time and all the manipulations time travel time slips all this stuff calendar shenanigans but this is like even einstein said it's like a fourth dimension he can see the whole timeline how it's going to happen so he gave him these pieces of all these different events that were supposed that are that have some of them have already happened we can check them off and others haven't actually manifested yet but we're in process and some of it is just completely astronomical you know the, the christians have yeah. misinterpreted things to think that oh it means this and it means that and all it's like it means that the skies are going to change Right. The, the sun is changing, and why what is causing that to happen? the nemesis Nibiru system, so Nibiru is only one of seven planets that belong to nemesis, so you know when I was eight years old i I used to go out on my roof you know and watch the sunset in New york, okay yes <laughs> so <laughs> and and as a child, I used to think gee i wonder if there's another earth that's nice. just like us i wonder if you know maybe there's a better better earth because i you know i lost my mother i didn't have such a great yes. childhood so i was so this is my child mm-hmm. imagination right And who, how, how did i know that i was going to actually find the answer to that there yes. is okay so 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 we we weren't taught this in school none of us were taught that or a, a binary system, but we are. This is what I, 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 I prove it. I'm, I'm going to show pictures. It's, it's in the space telescopes. It's written in the ancient writings. It's, this is, this is what planet Earth is about. We, it was held from us mainly because people didn't know about it. It was ignorance and also because the, the, the binary twin, which is a brown dwarf. And that's yeah. what we call nemesis. Has been behind our sun for, you know, thousands of years, so nobody saw it. But it moves, just like all the stars move. They dance, they do this kind of like back and forth, and it moves and it comes out from behind the sun. And because it's a brown dwarf, it's dead. It doesn't radiate light, but all it needs is our sun to shine its light on it, to illuminate it. And it looks like two suns. So I have, I have a a, a lot of pictures and uh, proving this from all over the planet, from space telescopes. And so in 2017, we had one of these big disclosures that came out besides the UFO stuff. And this is all connected to the UFO. Mm -hmm. Um, I was telling you about Iris. I'm sorry. I got a little sidetracked. I was telling you stuff, but so in 1983, Um, Iris uh, comes back with this picture of this gigantic planet with wings. They bring it to President Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan looks at it, meanwhile, and and he's like, this has to be covered up. We can't let the people know about this. So him and that famous trio, Gorbachev and Maggie Thatcher, the three of them, Got together, looked at all this, saw what was coming, that the planet was going to change, there was going to be climate change, warming, all of that, and they had to cover it up. So how did he do it? With an executive order. So this executive order that he authored in 1983 had to do with deleting all talk or words about Nibiru. Now, meanwhile, Sitchin's books has been has were published. They were out since the 1960s. Okay. So, planet, yeah. Right. So when he, uh, when 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 he met Harrington, I think in 1992, 93, in the early 90s. Uh, I could be wrong on that date. I met him in '95, and this had already happened. This was the history. So I think it was 92, 93. Anyway, it's in my book. He, he meets with him. They collaborate. They agree on all this stuff. They make it public. And within six months, Harrington, 50 years old, perfectly healthy, comes down with some rare form of esophageal cancer and dies mm-hmm. just like that. And Sitchin was clearly shaken. Okay, and he and he was told by the powers that be, you don't you don't talk dates in your lectures, otherwise we'll shut you down. That's why every time he did a lecture, the 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 yeah. the, the the big question was when when, and he would never, and he was always very tight lipped about that. And he would say, well, it's not coming in my lifetime, and he was right because <laughs> he passed in 2010, nice. but it's coming. In our, it, it will be in our children's lifetime. Let's put it that way. I don't know. You know, you, okay. you and I were all a part of the same generation. So, um, right. it's on its way and we are okay. seeing the sister planets around the sun almost on a daily basis. I mean, every month we have multiple pictures of these planets because they interlope and intersect. So what's mm. happening is that it's causing perturbations on the sun. The magnetism that's pulling plasma, there's plasmic exchanges happening with, with this system and our sun, which is causing our sun to literally fall apart. Okay. If you look at what's been going on this past year, it's unprecedented. And they're not talking yes. about. So anyway, I know I've gone on a lot enough, but go ahead, ask a question. Okay. All (laughs) right. Sorry, I didn't mean to like Yeah,
0: No, no, this is wonderful, (laughs) Karen. Um, It's wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful, Ella. Um, Couple of questions.
2: What happened? The sound went.
1: Oh, we can hear
2: you now. I hear you. I hear, I hear, I don't hear Nori.
1: Yeah. I don't know. The only thing I
2: heard was a couple of questions.
1: That's strange. I hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you too. Okay. Can you hear me now? Ah, yes. no. There
0: you are. Yes. There she,
1: <laughs> okay, there good. she
0: is. So, what did Jeshua look like? Who is the heavy visitor? And Margaret in the chat room, thank you, Margaret, for the super chat. Is curious about the the nasal implant? Did you uh, receive a nasal implant?
2: I did. Yes, I did. Um, okay, well, it's gone. So after my near-death experience in 2010, it disappeared. Now, that nasal implant caused me a lot of trouble all my life. I I had chronic allergies, sinus issues. Headaches, migraines, you know, and after I went through, and, and it took me about a year and a half to completely heal from the condition that caused the, uh, the near death experience. But in that process, everything got cleared up. So I'm turning 63 this month and thank God, healthy as a horse. So, um, all gone. I, I don't have al- I, I, in fact, I had allergies to foods, like, uh, I couldn't have gluten, I couldn't have dairy, I was allergic to, you know, allergens out there, cats, I, I can't live without my cats, they're all over me, <laughs> you know, I eat gluten, I eat dairy every day without issue. Okay. I'm completely healed of all that because that implant was removed. And That's I really believe it was all connected to that. And okay.
0: What about the... You what did your about- look yes. like? What yes, did please. You-
2: So if I could, you know, there's some pictures out there that I would say, yes, that's really close. Suffice to say, he shapeshifts. So when I saw him come out of the light, everything was light. So it wasn't defined like I'm looking at you because you're human and we can, you know, describe you as, you know, you have this color hair and that color eyes. But when I saw him. uh during the during my near death experience and i've seen him six times he has this sort of like uh light brown hair brown eyes um he looks typically uh israeli you know semitic he's not black but he's not white so you know kind of olive tone jewish you know classic jewish mm-hmm. nose and, you know, long, long hair and, uh, the beard and, and, and very kind. And it's not like, oh, focusing on specific features, but just hearing him and feeling this, um, love and compassion and kindness. And, and he's so pithy, you know, something I'm always working on becoming because I'm a little long-winded. I apologize, but. <laughs> he's so pithy and he like he says things and that's it and it's just cuts through the air cuts through and sometimes he would show up at the foot of my bed touch wow. when I was going through my healing and touch my toe to kind of like get my attention and say like one sentence and disappear yeah. so he's known on the record for being a, an original shapeshifter like he would just Disappear and show up. The the disciples uh, actually um, reported that. He he would just show up, right? They
1: they spoke of that. Mm -hmm.
2: Just come in and then leave. And, you know, there's all this, you know, around the ascension and, you know, and and the transfiguration. So there's a lot of, you know, he, he can come and go and, you know, look like bright white. Light, almost like an x-ray, you know, where you don't see any color except white. And sometimes you see him because let's face it, he was a demigod. Okay. He was half man, half God, right? And they argued about that. That was the whole Nissian council. How, how much of he was the son, how much of him was the son of man how, versus how much he was the son of God. So sometimes, you know, he was human and other times he's, He's, you know, God. So God like, or he, you know, he was God. He was put according to the scripture and the word. He was put in charge over it all. Okay. So he was the one who was given that, uh, crown as king to be the Lord of this earth, but this earth. So he showed me about the battle. That this is, a, I didn't, I really didn't have much, I mean, I knew our, life is hard and everything is like, well, blah, blah, and we'll be slugging through stuff. But I didn't have this the discernment that I did after the NDE because he showed me about the spiritual battle that's over all of us. And Ephesians 6.12, my first book unpacks that one scripture. We war not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities. Rulers of the darkness of this present world and spiritual wickedness in the heavens and my question was, who are those beings so that's what I will that's what I unpack in my book and the Bible talks about the God of this world who they call Satan well Satan is a Hebrew word for adversary or rebel it's not yep. necessarily a name, although you can call it you know it's been. Watered down like that, but he has many names and, uh, there's been, there's a group of them. So that's why I pluralize it in my book because he's, there's not just one. And one thing about Satan, that's very different than God. God is omnipresent. He can be with you, with me at the same time. Yes. Satan can't. He doesn't have that superpower. Because he's not the God of gods. He's the God of this world, but he's not the God of gods. The God of gods puts him down. So this whole battle is over us, over humans, over the earth. And, and when Yeshua returns, the earth, the curse that was put on the earth and humans, men, women, animals, the earth itself gets lifted. And when that gets hmm. lifted, that's the beginning of the, of the next, the age to come, which has also multiple names the golden age the aquarian age the procession of the equinox and the millennial reign of christ on earth and 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 the again the song uh from the fifth dimension you know the uh, the age of aquarius where there's brotherhood and understanding and peace on earth that's then because the curse is removed so when the curse is broken then there's no more you know sorrow and pain and tears and fighting and contention and all the stuff that is our history here and has been now and so he showed me which group of beings are um facilitating that and 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 that is this presence and that's why it's called an alien presence because people think oh we're going to have an alien invasion they're going to come from out of space and land on the planet no they're already here Great invasions happen in secret, and they've been here for millennia. And each time there's a flood, they go under. They go underground, they go inside the earth. The The earth is separated into 11 dimensions. Five of them are mentioned in the Bible. So we know that there are breakaway civilizations underground. We also know that there's a group of beings that we call the draconians, the reptilians, the dracs, the lizard men. And then there's another group called giants and grays, you know, grays are like computers. Okay. They, they, they're a dime a dozen. Anyone can have, you can have a computer. I can have a computer and all these beings can have grays because grays are like clones. They're, they're cyber genetic borgs. And it's, 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 you know, people get very focused on the grays because they're the ones that show up during abductions, but they're just following orders. So when I had to disentangle myself from their you know what I went through and the contracts and the agreements I had to break okay yes. that's why I got the p- implant that's why it's gone because I broke it I I got rid of them it was who was controlling them it was who they were and I I I um to unpack this and discern this in my first book That, that they just follow orders. They're like a, uh, a hive mind mentality. So if you give them an order that they can't, doesn't go compute into their programming, they'll drop you like a hot potato because it does, it's, it's not what they were told to do. So they're not the top of the hierarchy. The hierarchy is, is in, on this, in this, uh, what I'm talking about with the, is the, is the reptilians. The reptilians use us to harvest luche, and louche has been a term that has been used to describe our soul energy. So just like we raise cattle, and why do we raise cattle? Why do we keep them going? And this is something the globalists don't want you to do anymore, because they want to guilt trip everyone. And this is what just came out of COP, yeah. COP28, and it's been going on since the inconvenient truth. They want to guilt. This is what happened that came out of this executive order the executive order let me let me just unpack this and just remo- don't yeah. let me uh, forget to tell you about what happened from the cop 20 so the executive orders usually get uh, carried over by uh, by the other presidents yep. unless it's like a, a whole different thing so each president that came after Reagan it went into national security the national security had to do with The UFO cover up as well, because what was Reagan working, what came out of the Reagan years? He called it the Star Wars program. The truth is stranger than fiction. And it was the SDI, the Strategic Defense Initiative, which Reagan dubbed Star Wars. And that all is under national security. So, so is Mm -hmm. the UFO cover up, and so is the Nibiru cover up. And in my opinion, According to what I have seen and put together, the Nibiru cover up and the UFO cover up are married. And when, yep. like, you want to pull a string out of a out of a uh, a sweater, you're going to unravel both at the same time. You can't have one without the other. So we are in disclosure right now. We've been in disclosure since 2017, which started under the Trump administration. So here's what happened. So all the presidents that went after Reagan, then Obama came in, and he, and everyone petitioned him all over the place to, to talk about Nibiru. But Obama said no, and he slipped it back in to his executive orders that was all tightly wrapped up with the Obamacare bill. And if, and if you guys remember... The the famous Nancy Pelosi statement when everyone said what's in the bill and she said we don't know we we won't know we have to pass it first before we can read what's in it remember that I mean that was yeah. broadcast all over the place and people went yeah. it was like like you know several feet high so they yeah. slip all these things in some people call it pork but it's also orders and rules yeah. and The season is that and the other thing. And so what he did was he just carried it over. He didn't change it. He didn't undo it. But it was it was it was it became part of the Obamacare package. So guess Mm -hmm. what happened on day one when President Donald Trump gets into office? It was his first order was to unravel, unpack, dismantle Obamacare. And when he did that, pop! Then came out the Nibiru stuff, which got loose. He, and and I have all of this material here that has now freed all of us to talk about it.
1: Yep, and I see and now that are. we are down to the end of the show. So uh, we uh,
2: I'm glad I got that. <laughs> no, we're, I we're I
1: got. Uh, <laughs> I have a bunch of questions that I was going to ask you, but you were going off to all these rabbit holes well, and I love to find the rabbit down at the end of and you found them. So so I, I really enjoyed it. But uh, gosh, could we have you come back so I can at least ask some of those questions? I would love to.
2: And and I'm so glad I got this in. I just want to say one thing. The globalists want to guilt trip everyone that it's us, or fossil fuels, and our cows, and our farming that is causing the climate change. It is not. It is about the sun. We are not responsible for what goes on on the sun. And this is what they've been holding back from everyone. So if you understand how the sun governs everything, the magnetosphere is cracked. Every time we have a solar flare, yeah. it comes in and and it's causing climate changes. That means one part gets warm, one part gets cold.
1: It's not all warming, yeah. but
2: eventually that will happen. And the, and the geoengineering—we didn't get to talk about that, but you, you guys know about that. So, yeah, yeah it, it, don't don't buy the manipulation. It's not our fault. We are not causing this.
1: Yeah, you know what happened? Anytime they move their lips, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. But- and uh I know the uh in fact on the NASA website there was a document probably about four, three, four years ago, that said that um the reason for the warming is that the sun is putting out more infrared radiation than it has been doing before. And then they took the document down later on.
2: Well, that is that is part of the truth. Yeah. The sun is not just the infrared radiation, the solar flares. The coronal mass ejections and the fact that the magnetosphere is cracked, so it's so are, the magnetosphere is our protective bubble and from radiation from space, so it's now seeping in, which is warming up the planet.
0: Yeah, amazing. Gosh,
2: <laughs> cool. you
0: have to come back in the very near future, please.
2: I would love to. It was so good to talk to you both. Thank you so much for. Yeah,
1: this was great. Oh. I got a question for you. Oh, this is a good one. Ella, if you could talk to the whole world and the world is listening, what would you tell them?
2: Get your heart and soul right with the Creator God. And call on the name of Yeshua to be saved. Because it's not about this life; it's about what happens next. Yep. And your soul lives on, and it can live on in hell, or it can live on. In, and not everybody, not you know, people think everybody goes on the other side, and they all go to the same place. That's that's not the nah. case. There's a movie that came out that that documented that. There were people who had near death experiences that were not positive. So we have yep. to look at that data. And, and, and see that, you know, it really has to do with, um, not what you know, but who you know. And, uh, and he, he created you. So if he created you, you've got to stay, stay close to him. And unfortunately, people have had a lot of problems with their parents and children look at parents like God and, 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 and they couldn't trust their father. So they can't trust God. And people have to just work through that stuff. Yeah. Because at the end, when the parents go, it's just you and God, your creator. He created you. And he gives you breath every day, right? One That's day you next day you're not. It's it's that yeah. quick
1: it can next, happen. Let's talk more about that next time.
2: Okay. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm not religious, right. but I am I, I am in a relationship. Just like, you know, you and I now we're in a relationship. You know, there's different types of relationships. Yeah. Right. So, right.
0: Beautiful.
2: Thank that's you how so I
0: frame it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you everybody a for bless. being here. It was such a great, great conversation tonight. And we'll have Ella back really soon. The the chat room was really busy, Ella, so uh everybody loves you and Who's who in the cosmic zoo dot com. I looked at all her books over there. I'm gonna go make some purchases. And um Ella, they can find you personally through your, through your website. You have a contact page there.
2: Yes, I do. And it comes to, straight to my email. And I'm also on Amazon on all the channels. And you can also contact me on Facebook. Perfect. Okay.
1: Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, you for being you. with us.
0: Thank Thanks, you very I'll much be- for having Thanks, me. Matt. Bye Seems bye. we'll see everybody next